You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Ball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome in to Hump Day edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you want to get in on the show with us this morning. Twitter at Locker Room 109, at Barry Sanderson, at Wim Sanderson 1, at Joe Gaither 6. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone. You can take us with you anywhere you go. The email address for our show is wimpandbarry at yahoo.com of all the colors yellow is the most important at least when it comes to building outdoors no matter what your project is this season pier deck fence pergola be sure to head down to your local yellowwood dealer for yellowwood brand pressure treated pine yellowwood offers the best protection against rot fungal decay and termite attack so it's no wonder yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors, if you're going to build, build it right. Head to your local dealer, so go to yellowwood.com to find that. And get help for building your next outdoor project. And if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, as we always say each and every day, you don't want it. Now, uh, I did pick Tennessee to win tonight. Evidently, Vegas is thinking along my lines, uh, Dad and Joe. Tennessee opens as a three-point favorite tonight at the game. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Well, I'm okay after seeing your game last night. Uh, I had to keep my mouth shut because I always wasn't your coaching. It was wasn't your players. It was, but anyway, uh, y'all had a great year, and it was a hard down there and a difficult place to get to and to play. And y'all had y'all did with what you know the players that you had. You did. You had, you had good players, but you know you need more. Always need more of them. But they. They did a good job, and you did a good job handling them. And I hope that uh, people will look and see for Barry uh, the comment. Uh, and in fact, I ought to read it if Joe give, give me a chance to sometime during this during this hour. Joe tells me of what the, the kid um, from um, where's he from? Germany for the kid Germ- from Germany. Yeah. Germany uh, wrote Barry. I think it's well worth reading to you. I'll hold that for now and I'll let Joe, if Joe's listening to me, I guess he is, to find me a time to, to read that. Uh, Vanderbilt went into South Carolina and beat uh, Gamecocks last night, 75 64. Doesn't really matter. Uh, Vanderbilt's midway in the, in the standings, and South Carolina's at the bottom. Auburn just absolutely trounced Missouri, 89 56. Missouri, whoo, they weren't whatever. Auburn only 5 for 22 from the three, so they didn't burn it up themselves, but they beat them. They beat them 30, 40 points pretty bad. Uh, so they continued to, you know, to hang in there. Notre Dame uh, got beat by Duke. That's no big deal that you want to hear about that. North Carolina State got beat. Uh, LSU went to Georgia, almost won, but didn't. Georgia won that one 65-63. Oklahoma, who had, had beaten Alabama, beat a good Kansas State team at home at Oklahoma. Last night, and Oklahoma State got beat at home by Kansas. Kansas up and down a little bit. You can't really tell about them. Um, Michigan gets beat by Wisconsin. The guy at Michigan can't coach. So anyway, uh, Mike Bobo is going to be the new offensive guy at uh, Georgia. Todd uh, Todd Munkin, 
uh, is going with the Ravens. He's very good. And Todd Bobo, uh, Mike Bobo was the young man who I think is very good. At, uh, the uh, head coach, Harson, called him in. And although Harson was in charge of the offense, he fired the offensive coordinator. So that's the way it goes. Uh, Charles Bediaco uh, injured um, himself somewhat in, in the game the other night trying to dunk the basketball, I think. And um, so when when that happened, uh, and he's going to be, I, I think, probably out or limited. Or, I don't know what you, I'm not sure what you say, but uh, it, uh, it it's, it's not good. Um, there is a story about Johnny D, and I'll tell you, Johnny D was the coach of the Rocket Aid who, who had a great team. They had played some preliminary stuff, and they, so they didn't get to go to the NCAA tournament. Jack Cubison made some statements, and Jack Cubison was a very fine player, a friend of mine for a long time. And I don't know if Leon, if Jack's listening or knows if Leon Marlair is still living or not. Living, I know Leon real well. I always hoped he could get in the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame, but he never got in. Anyway, uh, that was a great, great team. And just to, to tell you this, uh, when I was a senior in high school, Johnny D came to my high school to speak at our basketball banquet. Little did I ever know that I'd be have the opportunity to be the basketball coach at Alabama. And I think about that all the time. When I was coaching in Little Rock, Barry and I took a team over out, out west. I forget exactly where. I found out that Johnny D lived there. I called Johnny D's son. Johnny brought his uh, excuse his son brought Johnny to practice. And uh, really a, a thrill for me. And uh, Johnny said to me at, at the at the uh, basketball banquet, that shows you how kind of player I was. I think I could get you books. So that mean that meant that I couldn't play. So anyway, uh, I thought that was very very interesting. Uh, I'm trying to find what I want to read because I think it's worth reading. Barry's got. Uh, I want to read. It. I want to read it because I think it means something. Can find the cotton picking. All thing. right. Well, let's, uh, while you're finding that, let's go to Yellowwood Hotline here. Get Joe into the show. Good morning, Joe. Morning, coaches. How are you, buddy? My, my question today is since our big boy is not going to play, and you're Rick Barnes, and he's right where Wimp was when he played Loyola, the number one offensive team in the country. That's what he's facing tonight, plus the number one ranked team. So it's totally, it's totally different. Totally different. They're yeah, playing it, at home. It was the tournament versus a regular season game. It was but a tournament. They're at home. They're at home tonight. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing, the That's biggest right. problem, right? The biggest problem for Tennessee is they don't score from all places the way Alabama does. Alabama right. scores to get, get get twenty nine twos against Florida against Auburn. They hit. They shoot the threes very well. They run the fast break very well. And Tennessee doesn't do that. Now, it doesn't mean that Tennessee's not going to win, but that, but uh, that's that's the skill level of Alabama. Go ahead. Well, here's the question: Does he play small? Like he come back against Missouri and scored eighty something points, or does he play big? No, I think he plays both ways. Both ways. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I would. I mean, I have to pull up the stats. Betty Ico. I bet you he wasn't averaging 20 minutes a game. Yeah, uh, the other thing, too, Joe, yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, you lose a, a good guy for the lob pass and the dunk, but you don't lose him for free throws because you can't make any. No, but you miss his shot blocking. 
Well, so what are you saying to that's them, what I say. What I'm saying is you can play small and go inside without him. Well, um, so Joe, you lose something on one end, the, the, the defending that big guy inside, but then you insert a guy that can make threes. So you gain on the other end because can that big guy that Tennessee got can he go out and guard on the floor and cover your three point shot? So you you're losing something for sure. You're losing some shot blocking. Sure uh, a kid that's really really improved, but you also Alabama has so much depth they can just adjust how they play, uh, and which they do a lot anyway. I say you play both ways. Yeah. So I'm pulling up Betty Iko, uh Pulling up his stats, and I think the kids had, Dad and I talked about it yesterday. I think he's had a good year, a uh, really good year, to be honest with you. And it is a loss, but it's a temporary loss. Um, so let's see, he is averaging here, Joe. Uh, Betty, I goes averaging right at it, twenty minutes a game. Twenty minutes a game, getting uh, from the free throw line. He is. What is he? Uh, he is 33% from the free throw line. That's not very good. But uh, does block shots, protects the rim. So that, And they can't replace him. But they can insert somebody that's different that could cause Tennessee problems as well. But what this shot block thing doesn't tell you is how many blocks he affects, sure. how many shots he affects without blocking them. And well, he affects them inside. You play both yeah. ways because you try to, you know, that's what coaching is all about. You look and see what what one thing you do, and if it's going good, you leave it. If you don't, then you, you switch around. But when you got ten players that can all play, uh, I don't know if Alabama's going to win or not. I have no idea, but I think it, I think I think you got a good chance when you got ten players that that can all play. Then you've got an opportunity to. You know, fix your team the way you want to fix it. And Barry, you know what Wimp says? Mental is what? Physical. Three times more important than three to physical. one. But let me ask and you when this, that Joe, big boy ain't standing on that go. All right, let me ask you this, Joe. What does Tennessee struggle to do? Score. All right. So if you take Betty Ico out, who's not a great scorer, and you insert Gurley and those guys who are much better scorers, then A B Alabama's gonna go to even a higher number. The Tennessee can't get to. So could it be actually be an advantage for Alabama? Could you be don't. for Ohio. If they can run the floor. Hey, look, y'all know and I know. And uh, Oates said it at halftime in an Auburn game when he was walking off the court. We got to get more transition. That's our game, guys. Y'all know that. We didn't have that against Oklahoma. It all goes, we didn't it have all goes down to defensive rebound. That's it. That's it. All right, now, so Wimp, are you not picking Alabama tonight? Is that what you're saying? Well, I think Alabama's going to win. But okay. I don't, don't want to get, on, get on the radio and then something happens they don't and say, well, Wimp, you know, I, everything I say is wrong. I understand. Uh, but look. If I were coaching, I'd be worried sick about the game. And I think Alabama would be ready to play mentally. I think Tennessee would be more so because they're playing at home and because they're playing the number one team, so to speak. And, uh, I, I think that I think uh, the Alabama kids silently know the 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 importance of the game. Uh, so I think they silently know that, and that's a good way to do it. To silently know it. You want to you want to be excited to play, but you don't want to be so excited to play and so fired up to play that you play poorly. <laughs> yeah. 
So, Barry, how many points does Bama score? We know you got Tennessee, but how, the question, if Wimp don't want to answer it, I'll answer it, you answer it. How many points does Bama score tonight? Uh, let me look at their average. They're averaging 83 and averaging giving up 68. I'm going to say they'll get uh, tonight 77. I think they'll hold them five points, six points under their average. So you're saying they're going to score 77 and still lose the game. Okay. <laughs> that's a good I'm, point. Well, that's what you just said. Yeah. You said they're going to score 77 and still lose the game. Well, Tennessee better burn, start burning it up then. Yeah. Well, how about can I go to well, seven, hey, can I back it up? A, can I back it up to seventy five? No, uh, seventy seven. <laughs> they still going to lose the game. Seventy five. So, uh, hey, Wimp, they scored eighty something Saturday and only played the small lineup half yeah, they, the game. Got, got forty six against Auburn. That's right. So I'm going to go. Alabama wins with eighty one. How many Tennessee going to wow. get? Oh, uh, 72. Wow. Now, I'm not. I'm saying all this. I need to check my guy, Brian Payne. Is, is James playing tonight? James is a big miss if he's not. <laughs> so, damn. Woo. See, uh, it, it's hard to say. He's so up and down. Who knows? He, he might get out there in the warm-ups and he's hurt. My ankle or something. Yeah. He's he yeah, I'm saying, but is he supposed he's, to play tonight? He's a good player. He's a really good player. Yeah, he sure is. Yeah, if he's if he's on, they're a different team. I, I told you guys that months ago. Oh yeah, Barry, you need to start writing down what I say because uh, when you're talking to Seth yesterday, that was me that said that about Griffin playing his way in. Yeah, class. that's right. I knew somebody said. And actually, after I, yeah, when Gary walked in, I said, "Did you tell me that?" And then I said, "No, what? You know what? Joe told me that about you told, Ryan." You told me it's in the yeah. mail. It's just a small one. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I, I'm still looking for my Jimmy Sexton check from both of y'all. I haven't got it yet. So y'all hang in there. Enjoy your show. Thank, Thank you, Joe. All right. Uh, Two-minute truck there at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. Whereas local, out of town, out of state, they'll still take great care of you and your stuff. They'll take uh, your furniture, wrap it, make sure it's all taken care of. Pack it properly on the truck, which is very important. When you get to the site, they'll they'll get it in, not beat the walls up like you and I would, Joe. Let the professionals take care of you. 205-247-5050. That is two men in a truck. Movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on US 43 southbound before Mid-Larry Road, and we still have that wreck on Mercedes Drive at the entrance to Plant 1. If you see other conditions, please give me a call. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan, $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Wednesday morning. The risk for severe weather across West Alabama is increasing tomorrow. The Storm Prediction Center has now placed the entire area under an enhanced risk for severe weather. ABC 3340 meteorologist Taylor Sorello tells us that means we need to pay attention between noon and midnight tomorrow. There's a slight risk for counties east of I-65. Stay tuned to Operation Storm Watch and click on TuscaloosaThread.com for more updates. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Introducing Total by Verizon. For a limited time, get the Samsung Galaxy A13 for $99.88 at Walmart. 5G based on most first place rankings and metrics. 1H 2022 assessments of 120. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves 
to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is the pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy and very mild today. A few passing showers through tonight. The high today, 73. Tonight's low, 62. Tomorrow, mild and breezy thunderstorms by afternoon. Those storms could be strong to severe. The high at 73. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide Back to inside. Yeah, I, want, I, I want to be on right now. Let me, let me get this pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Phone lines are open 205 342 All right, now I want our listeners to listen to this because this is what coaching kids is all about. You never can please parents, particularly because you, your kid never plays enough. Yours and mine, everybody else's. Uh, a long day, uh, you look back on it, you, you're glad that you were worked hard and so forth and so on. While you're being worked hard, you don't appreciate it. But here's, here's, here's something that, that, I, that uh, was said to Barry by the kid from Germany who has lost his mother. Now I want you to listen, Joe, all of you that listen to this show. It was a pleasure playing for you. Even though I only played for 36 days, this team has been my favorite team I've ever been on, and I don't only only say that to say that. I only say that to say that. In addition, I wanted to thank you for your intensity as a coach. I've never been on a team where the coach wakes up at six o'clock to watch film. I wasn't able to match your intensity. This is the kid talking about it. When you were putting in the, the work for the team, I was I was kicking around with with uh, Dom, the Dom, I guess uh, Dom, Dom, whatever. He's talking Dom. about soccer, kicking He's around. Soccer. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I've been never felt. I've 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 and I've never felt such a sting as I did walking out of the locker room watching Blake and Walker cry, knowing I could have I could have trained more. I should have been in the gym in the morning before practice and after practice as well uh, as well treating it, it like I, I do soccer. This is a guy who's playing basketball for the first time, y'all. He's playing that he has never played he's always been a soccer player and he's learning. I started the season thinking this would be a good rehabilitation for a month, but now I wish it would have continued on until the summer 
allowing me to compete to, to compete for you. Thank you for the experience. Thank you for breaking breaking me down and keeping me accountable. Ooh, what a good statement that is. I'll make sure my brother plays and, and experiences the same experience, and I'll do anything I can do possibly to help Walker prepare for for his visits to Lipscomb and possibly Queens. He's got a kid that's going to go visit place. Having a teammate with his mentality would be a dream come true. Thank you, Coach. Now, brother, those are words from a guy who's triple-A student uh, from overseas. I think I think it's the, the best words that we can talk on this show today, regardless of who wins Tennessee, Alabama, who's the offensive coordinator, Georgia, all that crap. Well, that's, uh, that was Ollie Near. Um, and he, uh, what a special his mother, he lost his mother last year. This, this is the hardest working kid I've ever, ever seen. We were coming back from Aliceville uh, the other night, and he was riding with me. And it was late. And I said, What you going to do tomorrow? I said, Well, coach, I'm going to get up and train at like 7 45 in the morning, soccer, and then I'm going to ride with my brother for my brother. He's playing tennis. His brother's a great, great tennis player. And he says, either going to be in Montgomery or uh, Huntsville. I said, man, you going to do that for your brother? You're tired? Yeah, coach, I'm going to ride that ride and watch him. But he said, you know, I've gotten into e-books. So he started talking about all the books that he listens to. This kid's got like a 34, and he tells me what he wants to do with his life. He wants to play pro soccer, which he will. Uh, he he wants to be uh, an invest an investment, investment banker, which he will. He said, I want to be a professor retire and be a professor when I'm 55, but I've never seen a kid that works so hard and is so disciplined. When we were coming home, I said, well, can I get you something to eat? He said, well, yeah, coach. And I said, well, do you want me to go to, to, um, Chick-fil-A? Nah, coach, they don't, I don't want the fried chicken, the grilled nuggets. I'd have to get five boxes to fill me up. So have you ever eaten taco casa? No, sir. Well, have you ever – you want me to go by Zaxby's? They got grilled? And he said, no. We said, well, Coach, I just – he eats so healthy because he wants to take care of his body because he wants to be elite. Uh, he won't, He said, I'll just – when I get home, I'll grill me some chicken. I'll grill it for – grill me some chicken. Like, you just talk to this kid, and it's just – it's incredible to, 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 to hear him and uh, just to be around him. So, for him to – uh, for him to send me that uh, was very, very cool. Uh, so yeah, I appreciate it. Very, very special. And he kid plays his, plays his guts out. He's a, he's on the floor. All, all the kids did, but he's on the floor after basketball as hard as he can go. And uh, you know, he's, he's just he's just learning how to play. He doesn't shoot the ball at all. He gets the ball to the open people. Uh, that you know, that's hard to do. Play you know, play that length of time, rebound, get the ball to somebody else that's going to score. Because everybody's patting you on the back when you score. Yeah, so. uh, yeah, he's got just floor burns on his leg. I, if you beat him in the press, he is going to chase you down. He will yeah. dive, yeah, and uh, so he's going. I can't wait to watch this kid. Uh, he's actually was texting me again last night saying he wanted me to get him in the gym and can that I did that seven down and backs with a minute thirty with him, and uh, he. He got it in a minute 15, uh, but he about died. He ran so hard. I said, see, you're not in as good a shape as 
you think you are. No coach has ever held you accountable. And he's he was asking me, would I take him in the gym and run him those minute thirty so he could get in better shape? Yeah, that makes it all worthwhile. I got um, a nice note or thing from from Darby Ridge. He's out at Texas Tech about being around sports all of his life, but he's got a kid that's more into other things and how great that was. And so anyway, you get to you get you get. You know, you get uh, a lot of flack and a lot of whatevers and a lot of coaching, but uh, a lot of second-guessing, whether it be college or whatever it might be, but you also get some satisfaction out of some yeah. of these kids, especially in the high school, high school and college kids. Yeah, Brian, let's get to the Yellowwood Hotline, get Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. Coach, how are y'all? Good, Tom. Okay, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Uh, so you lost? Yeah, we lost last night. Well, uh, played – Played okay. They uh, really pressured our guards. We turned the ball over a lot. We had a lead in the fourth quarter uh, with a chance, but uh, we just couldn't finish it. Uh, but uh, I heard Alicefield did win down there. So. You know, I went to the game. I, I am so disappointed. Um, I don't know what's going on, but if, if, if they run into uh, officials that call the game, they're going to be in trouble. Well, somebody told and, me uh, that uh, in the second half, B.B. Uh, Comer had 13,000. Alisville had two. Is this correct? Uh, well, I mean, it, 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 Barry, I, I don't know what's going on. Well, it, it, it's football. It, it's not basketball. I was so disappointed. I mean, I, I guess I'm glad Alisville won, but, oh, man. Was officiating it, bad? Well, I – it, it – uh, B.B. Comer is like a bull in China. Yeah, shop. I, I've want, seen them. They they, they, they want to dunk on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they actually uh, finished second in the area of the team I had to go play last night. So I went and scouted them last week, drove up there and watched them. Uh, that that running back they got, he's some athlete, isn't he, that number three? Great athlete, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, I'm not sure he's a good basketball player, though. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, sure. I just saw the – it was just rock them, sock them all night long. It just didn't appear to be basketball that I, you know, that I'm familiar with. And uh, and I think I, I really believe the officials were intimidated when they come in. I swear I do. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll, but how did Aliceville play? Uh, well, okay, they won. <laughs> I I wanted to uh, talk to you about Walker. Is he? Uh, uh, is he considering Lipscomb? Well, I've talked to Lipscomb's coach about him. Uh, I've sent him film. He's called me back. Really likes Walker. He's got. Uh, he's only got one scholarship. He said, "Coach, just be patient with me. When the season's over, I'm gonna have about three or four come to the tra- want to go to the transfer portal. So once that happens, then I want to have him up. Just have him hold on for me. So." Um, so that's a school that I'd like for him to look at. Um, I think he could be a good fit up there. Um, so that's just, we'll see this kid. Uh, I'll tell you the, the team that we played, they had a kid that was from Indiana. His parents came over and they were very complimentary. And his, the kid walked up to Walker and looked at right now and they were so respectful. They, people appreciate how he had hard that kid plays. And he said, whatever you do, keep playing, keep playing. You know, and uh, so I hopefully, hopefully he will. I'm going to work hard to try to get him an opportunity to, to keep playing because he deserves it. I really like your team. Thank I, you. I, I really do. Uh, I so enjoy. I, now I wish that I had uh, had attended more of your games, but uh, 
Uh, I thought they were intense. I, I loved the way they play, and uh, that was very nice of Ollie to uh, uh, that note that uh, or letter that he sent you. That, but uh, you know, I talked with him <laughs> and told him that I'd heard him on the radio and how impressed I was with him on the radio. Yeah, and he was such he's such a bright uh, 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 star of a, a personality. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, man. He he, he can and light I up just, a room. I, I think what I fell in love with your team, and uh, but congratulations anyway. Uh, sorry that you didn't go further. Yeah, thank you, Tom. See y'all. Thank you. All See right, you. Uh, there's Tom. Uh, phone lines will be open. No guests today. We got uh, well, we got Bill Cameron uh, in the second hour, so we look forward to visiting. Uh, with Bill. Let me tell you about uh, Third and Main condos. Uh, these condos are absolutely gorgeous. I'm sorry, First and Main condos. Three bedroom, three and a half bath condominiums right down in the historic district of downtown Northport. Washer and dryers included there. Stainless steel appliances, all granite countertops and electric energy efficient appliances right there. Internet and direct TV are provided for free. That's a couple hundred dollars savings right there, Joe. Ten foot ceilings, large patios with upper river river views, easy access to the river wall. It's a gated community with security cameras. Uh, where they're located, you're literally two minutes to downtown, five minutes to the University of Alabama. Go by there today. Tell them you heard on the inside of the locker room. If you decide to rent, Joe, one month Free rent. 205-657-7465 or go to firstandmaincondos.com. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on US 43 southbound before Mittlery Road, and we still have that wreck on Mercedes Drive at the entrance to Plant 1. If you see other conditions, please give me a call. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan, $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. In a collision, easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation of the quality of legal services to be performed. It's greater than quality of legal services performed. 62. Tomorrow, mild and breezy thunderstorms by afternoon. Those storms could be strong to severe. The high at 73. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100. Point nine. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. I got a funny You want to build it to last. Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern, protects against rot, fungal decay. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, tonight, uh, down in the SEC, let's run down the games real fast. Uh, first game, SEC Network, 530. This game will be down in Gainesville, Florida. Ole Miss, uh, not having a good season, I'm sure. I hate to say this, I like Kermit a lot, but probably be a coaching change there. 10 and 15, 2 and 10, uh, lost at South Carolina last. They go into Florida. Florida, nine and a half point favorite there. Uh, Florida probably has something still to play for, maybe. Uh, NIT, I guess, possibly. How do you see this game going? Oh, I, I think uh, Ole Miss plays them hard for a half. 
But I think Florida's a little bit better down there, I would say. I don't know if they cover the nine points or not, but uh, uh, I think Florida's going to be just a little bit out as far as the NCAA tournament's concerned, unless they win the tournament. Yeah, they're 13 and 12. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think they're going to be involved. In I, and personally, I don't know that seven teams are going to go in. They, 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 our prognostication for these things is every week to make everybody read what everybody thinks at that particular time. So, you know, you can speculate to what you wish. I speculate all my life on where I thought we might be. <laughs> so, um, I think, I think uh, we'll just see what happens. Uh, Two other games besides Alabama, Auburn, I mean, Alabama, Auburn, Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee, are really big games. Uh, Kentucky is flirting around uh, with missing the tournament, and there's yeah. people thinking that Mississippi State has a chance maybe to play themselves on to the bubble. This game's in Starkville, uh, beats 7.30 on the SEC Network. Mississippi State three-point favorite. I think it's a huge game right here for both teams, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I think it is, too. I, I think uh, – I just think uh, – I don't know. Mississippi State has had a game or two. They shot it decently, but they just don't shoot it very well. Played awfully well against Arkansas. Uh, Kentucky cannot find themselves. Uh, they just they they can't the green kid out front uh, not green whatever his name is from, from Georgia uh, they just can't put it together they can't score on a consistent basis they they can't you know they don't they defend okay and played very very hard against Tennessee at Tennessee still have Tennessee coming to them which means that to give them a shot to get in the NCAA tournament if they were able to win um, so. Um, I, I think I think Kentucky goes in there and wins in a close one, but but I could be dead wrong. I just I just consistent consistently bad. You got to score, and um, they haven't been very good. State hasn't been very good from the free throw line or from the field. So I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So Mississippi State, you know, they padded some wins up early in seventeen and six with five and seven in the SEC, but some opportunities here in the next two weeks to possibly play themselves in contention. Now, here's another big game, uh, and a big game if you're an Alabama fan. Yep, very big. Uh, Arkansas, which I think will make the tournament, uh, but they're traveling to Texas A&M. Obviously, you're for Woo Pig Suey if you're an Alabama fan. If, if Woo Pig can win that game, I think pretty much Alabama's going to win the regular season. Uh, but uh, Texas A&M has been very tough at home. The line is a little bit low, I Thinking the line is three there. A and M favored by three. How do you see this game going? I see A and M winning it, uh, but I think Arkansas is capable of winning. But I, I see A and M perhaps winning it. The crowds are getting back in there now that they're playing a little bit above average, um, playing pretty good. Um, and the only thing for to keep Alabama in it is it's, it's a very long shot. I can tell you that because I studied the schedules. It would be for for Texas A&M to go undefeated the rest of the way and then beat Alabama out there if Tennessee were to beat Alabama tonight which I don't think they will so that would put they would put it at they would put it at 16 and 2 if all that occurred as I said and then when you go head to head you would have said A&M would beat Alabama and A&M would be the number 1 seed which is not difference in no difference in 1 and 2 really just be able to say you won round robin so um you know, most of the people who are Alabama fans listening, I guess, uh, are hoping that Arkansas, you know, kind of knocks A&M. A&M have a hard time beating Alabama regardless of how good uh, A&M is. Uh, 
but you know, out there, you never know. All right, now Alabama is currently, I believe, Joe, the only undefeated team in conference play uh, left. So, yeah. Now, guys, if they lose tonight, don't 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 start saying they couldn't handle number one. Uh, don't blame it on Betty Ico being out. Nobody well, wants to hear don't, that they got rat poison. They're going to run into a buzzsaw in Knoxville tonight. So obviously Vegas. Oh, just can't win a big game, Barry. Yeah, Vegas. Oh, it's going to be the same thing. Vegas is usually right, and they got Tennessee as a three point favorite, uh, and so. It's not that they if they don't win tonight they do great if they don't don't start all the stuff of the rat poison they can't handle number one we're going the NCAA tournament is on neutral courts you don't have that it's such a difference you don't have to go on to somebody's home court with their right. student body in there uh, everybody pulling against you that's not what the NCAA tournament is but if they lose. In typical Alabama fan fashion, there will be overreaction, correct or incorrect? Yeah, sure there will be. And, you know, when you go to the NCAA tournament, you're on a, you're on a, a so-called neutral floor. Now, if you're, you know, if you're one of the ones, you're, you're, you're going to get one that's going to be close by as best you can. You'll get a better crowd. You'll have people that you can, you know, knock off number, you know, the first two games. You'll be in the final 16 if you, don't, <laughs> if you just show up and play hard. Uh, and then after that, you know, then you've got to get, you've got to win two more to get into the final four. That's where it's, you know, you get, and the, the, and you have to understand with your players that the championship game is the night you play. It is not uh, in the SEC tournament. It's not Sunday afternoon in the NCAA tournament. It's not Houston, where it is. It's it's the night that you play, and it's uh, easy, easy, easy to have a night where you don't play well. Uh, and the opponent plays unusually well. You don't go by prior. You know, I, we talk a lot about prior games. I even, I do that, but um, you don't necessarily go by. You know, Auburn couldn't throw one in the ocean, stand on the shore against uh, uh, Tennessee. Couldn't against Auburn. They got forty six points on a controversial no call at the end. But there are some nights when the when the James kid, who's just a great shooter, and the way he plays, not have no idea. Uh, they they just shoot the lights out of it. Now they go in and and beat uh, beat Arizona, which is which is a, a good team. I don't know that Arizona's a great team. They're good at home, um, but when Stanford beat them, it, it made you think a little bit about them. I don't know. So anyway, the league has been a little bit heavy at the top, a little bit weak at the bottom from the middle on down. We're down now. We're down now to it with six games left, something like that. It should be a very interesting fa- final six games, see where everybody falls. All right. Then uh, I want to get your take on this. Uh, obviously, Auburn won big last night, 89-56. And in the press conference, they Bruce Pearl said, I believe in being honest with my team and with you guys. Like, I don't want to say it was a must win, but we want to go to the NCAA tournament. And so if we want to go to the tournament, we have to win this game. Uh, and so I think he talks, he tries to be very honest. But sometimes people don't, coaches, I don't want to put too much pressure on them and tell them it's a must win. Coach says, look, I try to tell them the truth. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Do you go in there with a team like Auburn and say, guys, when we're getting down to must win time here, if we don't, we're going to be in the NIT. Are you honest with your players about 
Well, I think it's the personality of your team and how you feel with it with your coaches and how you feel with it because you're the guy that's got to say it. You're the head guy. Uh, I think it's fine in some cases. In other cases, it may not be if you've got a, a team that's tiltering a little bit. Uh, Auburn played hard against Alabama. Um, I thought they defended the three well, but when you defend the three that well, well, you also have to defend the dribbler. And you have to stop the fast breaks, and you have to rebound offensively so that the other team won't rebound defensively. And Alabama rebounded defensively and got the ball out and and, and scored some cheap baskets. That's what Alabama does. They score from different spots. Now, Broom kid last night uh, is playing a little bit better. I keep thinking he's going to play better and going to play better, and he's, he is playing a little bit better. So, um We'll we'll see what happens there, but I th- I think I think you're, if you feel like it, that's what you need to do, and be honest with your team about you know we you know where we are because they'll be ready to play Alabama when they come here. If something happens, they were to have lost last night, they'll still you know want to come in here and play Alabama well. So I, I think you just have to have a feel for your team. Yeah, looking at Auburn, uh, looking at their schedule. Uh, the rest of the way, it's uh, they got some opportunities to get. You. I think they're, I think they're in the tournament as long they as they don't just collapse. They got Vanderbilt on the road, which is Vanderbilt's after losing to Alabama, they've won yeah, I think four, four straight. Then they got yeah. Ole Miss at home. Well, they got three Booger Bears at the end. They got they got Tennessee, oh. Alabama, and Kentucky. Yeah, at Kentucky, at Alabama, and Tennessee to finish it up. So. They desperately need to beat Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. Uh, well, schedule maker took care of them on that one. Woo. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess that Missouri win, Joe, was kind of a must win when you're looking at Murder's Row there at the end, Kentucky, ten, Alabama, yeah. and Tennessee. You know, so. Kentucky's not playing well. All of you are going to say that as Barry and I talk, but it's Kentucky's, it can be very difficult to beat up there regardless. And, uh, you know, they may come out of it. They've gotten beat by South Carolina, which has been the upset of the year, if you want to call it upsets. Upsets, that's what it was. And to, to some degree, going to Georgia and get, having, get, getting beat was, of course, you're on the road. Uh, but when you go to Kentucky, and, you know, they find themselves, they're hard to beat. And they have, as Barry has mentioned, they have, they have uh, Alabama on the road, and then they have, they have, uh, they have Tennessee. Uh, they have Tennessee at home. Auburn does. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and they got Kentucky down there on the road. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, we'll take the break here. We'll open up the phone lines two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Alabama one. You're looking to purchase that home of your dreams? Are you a first time home buyer? They have a Fannie Mae uh, home ready first time home buyer mortgage a program to help. Eager buyers get in their first home. They'll walk you through the process. It's already a stressful situation, so they'll make it comfortable for you. Competitive rates, down payments as low as 3%. Gift funds are allowed. If you will swing by any one of the local branches, get go to the mortgage department. I've got my mortgage with Alabama One, and they have done an outstanding job for me. They'll do the same for you. Go to www.alabamaone.com. Dot org for all your different services and products. Listen, Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. With the rain come the wrecks. We've got one on 2059 eastbound at exit 79 University Boulevard. We still have one on 43 southbound before Mitlary Road. Drive carefully. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan. $2,000 off selected models. Interest rates as low as 0% and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. In a collision, easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesmer. Reno, 206-6300. No representation between the quality of legal services to be performed. It's greater than quality of legal services. Ah. All right, Joe. So uh, last night, my game was at 6 o'clock. So uh, I was out getting Jenny's Valentine present uh, yesterday. Good job. And uh, the phone rang, and it was Dad, and he said, I'm going to beat your game. I said, all right, game's at 6. Now, it's going to be at 6. No game before. So we pull in. Uh, we got this little cheese bus that we took, and I rode with the trainer because we didn't have enough room to even get on that bus with all our people, big boys. Um, so we pull in, and all of a sudden I see this beautiful Toyota whipping in the parking lot. Now, granted, it's like 455. He rolls down the window, bang! Who do you think it was? Yeah, it was him. And this beautiful Toyota. First of all, what kind of Toyota is that you got, Dad? Uh, it's a uh, it starts with V. It's nice, boy. Is that a hybrid? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So he whipped in there. My sister, Jake, said, I think Coach has got a hybrid. I was like, wow, that thing's white. It's beautiful. I'm like, I said, you're early. And he said, well, I'm always early. But anyway, that Toyota uh, that you whipped in there, we talked with Justin uh, yesterday. But uh, just talk about your great experience there with Tuscaloosa Toyota and that nice ride you rode last night to the game down 280, by the way, Joe, to get to that game Uh Let's talk about how great your experience has been with Tuscaloosa Toyota. Well, Tuscaloosa Motors, uh, I had gotten uh, a, a Yaris from Tuscaloosa Motors. Uh, this is Toyota. 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 So, I had gotten I had gotten a a Yaris from them some years ago, and uh, Yaris needed uh, it was it was fine, wasn't anything wrong with it, but I just decided that uh, in my latter years that I might get something a little bit bigger and be more comfortable and and um so went down visited with Justin visited with those guys and I was able to find something that I liked and went from there and it's a great ride and I'm learning um uh, still learning a little bit about the uh, I can't tell if I'm on serious or not I can't I'm still I can't, I can't tell what I'm what's going on with my phone quite yet well, but I it's know you great. got all the bells and whistles and talk- yeah, yeah. They've got uh, the Toyota Care program, which includes the maintenance plan uh, with the purchase or lease of every Toyota vehicle for two years, over 25,000 miles, whichever comes first. 
That means includes oil filter changes, tire rotations, multi-point yep. inspections, inspecting just the fluids, 24-hour roadside assistance, which is very nice, also included in the two-year and the unlimited miles. I like this deal here. To try it before you buy it, Tesla's Toyota rental department will let you test drive a new Toyota for a weekend or an entire week. So Yeah, it's a good automobile. Yeah, yeah we I'm appreciate uh, Justin and David DeSantis. Yeah, I do appreciate there. David and Justin both being able to to uh, visit with them and to work things out. Joe, do it, you it's think... It's a Venza, I couldn't even think. Venza. Joe, do you think there was a fight at Tuscaloosa Toyota when he drove up? They said, you take him. No, you take him. No, I've heard horror stories. You take him. Do you no. think that went on? Do you think? Uh, or were they, they saying, I, I got think, him. I got him. Yeah, that was what the fight that was. was. I they don't were think saying, it's I that got bad. him. The, the fight was, uh, I'm, I'm going to take him. I'm going to take him. Because okay. they know Coach was going to be a, uh, 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 gonna be a fun. I, I, was, I was good. I, I once didn't, they got I, him, and then he said, Coach, take down my cell number in case you need anything. And then all of a sudden. His phone's I, ringing. I hadn't called Justin but twice. His phone's ringing all the time, and he's trying to t- tell him over the phone how to fix something. You I think- get accused of a lot of things that I, I, I didn't do, a lot of them. So, <laughs> so you think that salesman now saying, oh, my gosh, I said I wanted him. I don't know what commission I made. That ain't right, Joe. He's thinking, he's thinking, oh, he needs to buy another car. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't right, Joe. They said, if this guy comes down and he wants to buy his wife a car, I'm going to let you have him next time. So, anyway. <laughs> anyway, But uh, Tuscaloosa Toyota, they're doing a great job out there. We appreciate them. All right, we're going to take this top of the hour break. We want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is closest to you. We will open up the phone lines, 205-342-9904. Yeah, the guy told me it was 13 fouls to two at Aliceville last night. <laughs> he said. Oh, cooking. Yeah, he said my best player. He said the referee gave him a technical. It was his fifth foul. And I said, well, what he, he do? He said, well, he cussed. He said, well, what word did he say? He said, I'll remember. This is the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, with the rain come the wrecks. We've got one on 2059 eastbound at exit 79 University Boulevard. We still have one on 43 southbound before Mitlary Road. Drive carefully. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan. $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Hey, Pete. How's business? It's great. Foot traffic's still way down, but more people are finding me online. Nice. How'd you pull that off? Well, the first thing I did was go to Touchdown Alabama Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Phone lines are open 205-342-9904. As we start the 8 o'clock hour, let me thank my good friend, 
Andrew Knipper. Andrew's out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Don't just pay your bill. Know what you're paying. I made the switch. It's been over a couple of years ago. Home, life, auto, ATV, boat, motorcycle, renter's insurance, whatever you need. Andrew and his staff are there ready, waiting for you. 205-722-9201. Go to the Andrew Knipper Facebook page. All right, get to the Andrew Knipper hotline. Get Don into the show. Good morning, Don. Hey, morning, guys. I've got a bracketology question for you, and it's, it's like this. And I know those guys, you know, they're just predicting and all that. Um, but I look at this, and one of these guys, I think it was Lenardi, has Wisconsin as the last four. And I look, they got an 80 net, 15 and 10. I'm saying, how are they better than A&M or even Kentucky for that point? You know, they have a much higher net and better record. Uh, actually, I'm looking at Lenardi here. Uh, first four out, Oregon, Kentucky, USC, Wisconsin. Did you say Wisconsin? Yeah, well, as of yesterday, they were last one of the first four in. I think. Yeah, they're one of the last of the first four out. Uh, last four in, this is interesting here, though, Don. Mississippi State, North Carolina, New Mexico, and Clemson. Uh, last four buys. That means those guys would have to play in that preliminary. Last four buys. West Virginia, Auburn, Boise State, and Memphis. So if Mississippi State can eke in that tournament, but then they're saying Kentucky is out, then that t- game tonight is really a big game. But to answer your question about Wisconsin, I think A&M has clearly slid into the tournament now. So you have to be careful when, when you see those bracketologies. All right, well, well, let me ask you this. Now. One last question. Because um, I know our coach, football for a lot of years and a lot of times you may not start off strong but you improve through the course of the year and it's like nowadays in basketball if you lose a bunch of games in december and november and december i mean you just got it's hard to get back in the mix and i don't understand that because i think that there's got to be some metric to help them see a team that's improved yeah, um, you know, they, they they look at who did you schedule and who did you beat. And if you didn't schedule anybody, the losses don't bother you that bad if they're really, really good team. It's the bad losses that bother you. I feel for a team like Charleston. You know, Charleston is like, I don't know, they're, they're like 23-3, and three, aren't they, Joe? Their, their record's crazy good. But when they get to the conference, they don't get a chance to play any of these good teams to pick up quality wins, and they can't get in the tournament unless they win their conference tournament. But if a team's like 23-2, and two, to me, those teams deserve to be in the NCAA tournament, even if they don't win their their uh, conference tournament. I totally agree. Thanks, guys. Just want to get you all the Thank you, Don. Uh, Dan, I don't, in any league – and if you go lose one game, John, I don't know if you can pull up Charleston's record. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up here. But um, in any league, if you can go 15-1 and one or whatever, don't and you don't win your tournament, I know that happened to us at Little Rock, but those are just 13 and two, uh, 15 and 1 overall. And they're not in the tournament. They're not projected to be in the tournament. What's their, what's their overall record? 25 and 3. So they're 25 and 3. If they don't win their conference tournament, they won't make it. That those are the teams I hurt for now. Yeah, I do too. It's, it's just hard. Um, I think it's ridiculous, but 
I don't know. I don't know how much politics is involved in it, but uh, there's is some, and uh, we'll just. I don't know. You know, I I hadn't gotten over all the games I lost over my years. I, I think the Little Rock loss was the toughest one I ever had. Yeah, we were going to get in the NCAA tournament and everything, and got those up married and goes in, and, and it just and then I I think about that when I think about people asking about wins and losses. I, that I don't. I think I'll get it with that one. <laughs> Joe, the, the, we had a really good team in Little Rock. We had Derek Fisher. And we're playing New Orleans in the finals of the tournament. And we got the game at home. And we are up one. I'll never forget this. They come down with like five seconds. And uh, they literally charge our guy. He doesn't call it. He is laying out of bounds. And the ball bounces off them. And lands on our kid that is laying out of bounds, so it gives them the ball under their basket with like two or three seconds. And uh, they threw it to the top. I think our guy maybe went for a steal. The guy took it down the lane as, and shot a floater. And as the buzzer was going off, the ball goes into the net. And like literally, if you're at Arkansas Little Rock, the NCAA tournament is over on that one play. So had the guy called the charge. The game's over. The guy's not laying out of bounds. The ball doesn't bounce on him, and then the guy hits a teardrop there. So now NATO's uh, dad was talking about, yeah, being number one doesn't really matter that much, but he said you do want to be the number one overall seed, I guess, because it gives you a little bit easier path. And I'm looking at Lenardi's newest bracketology, and it would have Alabama obviously in Birmingham is a one seed and the number one seed overall taking on Alcorn State or Fairleigh Dickinson, whoever wins that game. Then the second round, I think, is the key. They would play, and I think this is a good draw, NC State or Florida Atlantic. So you're going to play a pretty good team in that second round, but I think Alabama can handle one of those teams. But I do see where they would have to play uh, Creighton or Indiana in the Sweet 16. I would not want to play Creighton if I had, but you're not going to play somebody pretty tough. But the does it help you to be the number one overall seed? Will that help your path as far as being able to play maybe the weakest eight seed? I think I think it does. Yeah, I studied I studied the prognostication of several of them. Uh, I think it does. I think it I think it helps you. I, um, you know, everybody has various opinions about teams and players and coaches and so forth. And but I, I, I do. I think when you're a one, you're 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 in better shape than a two. But most of the time, they get it fairly right. There's always going to be some team or teams that play better than you ever have realized. I mean, they just and there are some that just you know just for whatever reason just don't don't get in there and don't play as good as they normally do. And and the uh, you have to remember the other team is good too. They've got good coaching too, and so it's the game where basketball is not a it's not a four out of seven; it's a one and done deal. So that that's what makes it very tough. All right, Joe, let's go. You just sent me those clips. Uh, let's go ahead and play a little bit um, of Coach. Uh, we'll play maybe one clip here, uh, and let's let's uh, let's talk about the freshman uh, stepping up. I've talked a lot about the freshman. Uh, here, here's what Nate Oates said yesterday in preparation for this Tennessee game. Yeah, it's been nice. Obviously, Brandon's been one of the best freshmen in the country. Um, Jaden Bradley's been great for us. I mean, I thought he was 
really good against Auburn. No turnovers. Crestive downhill. He was huge. But he's had some really good games for us throughout the course of the year. Clowney's been like the ultimate glue guy. Had some big games. And, you know, Ryland, it's been solid for us, but hasn't really had it. You know, I thought the, the Oklahoma game was kind of a breakout game a little bit for him, but we didn't win it. You know, so for him to have a, a big-time game, lead us in scoring against our arch rival on the road, he, he's he's there too. He's right there with all, all the other freshmen. So they're all really talented. They're all helping us win a lot of games. They're also still all really humble. Like they, they you know, freshmen that have big games can tend to, get a big head sometimes and none of these four have been that way at all i mean they've all kept their humility they're they're working hard they're really coachable they're asking the right questions so really happy for rylan that he had a good game like that you know it's great for the team that different guys are able to step up too so whether it's rylan or whoever it may be you know we've had different guys step up for us all year uh dad the recruiting process obviously sometimes you can see the talent um but trying to figure out mentality, is that something you can judge in high school? Normally these guys are so much better than the kids they're playing against. Uh, how do you determine what kind of mentality just by meeting with the kid, watching them play, watching how they react to tough times? What do you look for in those situations? Uh, I watched uh, when the kid was substituted for how he acted when he got to the bench. Yeah. Um. I wanted to see if he was, if he was, you know, powder or whatever, matter or whatever. Uh, you know, I think that that's not a total thing, but that answers a little bit of your question. And naturally, you get in with his parents and and the kid himself, and um, you know, you have, you you have to do a good job recruiting the guy. And the guy's got to have, he's got to have some degree of interest. You can't take, you can't go in where somebody has no interest many times. And get somebody who, generally speaking, they have you know we've worked real hard on them, and uh, kids like to be continued to work on. They they like for you know that's the reason so many kids don't want to commit early. They like people to come by and see them, and so and so is here, and those kinds of things. And so it, it's you know it's the mental part of it. Um, you know you can see some degree of the mental part of it in the classroom. You know how they how they do in the classroom, how they do with on time and so forth and so on that does that's not the complete thing but you get put all that together and try to figure out you know if you're going to offer the kid a scholarship or, or if, if he's a great one everybody's offering one naturally you probably are so then you got to compare him to uh, to somebody else that you're looking at and uh, you know you go watch kids play and some kids have great nights and bad nights and those kinds of things you just try to figure out if he's the best best player best you know best fit for you and your team and if you can get him or not you got to work on him hard so you just have to stay behind the scenes with him all the all the time back when i was doing it i was doing it all for the coaches oh uh, we did not have a, a limited visit you could visit with him as much as you wanted to i lived in birmingham just about lived in Tuscaloosa, but stayed in Birmingham. I'd see him, I'd see T.R. Dunn, Reginald King, all those players every day, every week, all the time. <laughs> I, I, I hung out there. Man, it, was, it was all of them. Um, uh, you know, if they, if they need a job in the summer, I made darn sure that they just went to 
to the people and ask them if they had a job. If they did, they they give them a job at a fair price. So little things like that are big. Yep, uh, no doubt. All right, we'll take the break here. We'll get Bill Cameron and talk to him about, uh, you know, Auburn turning the page after a tough loss was Alabama and getting it done. Uh, last night against the Missouri Tigers. Royal Cleaners, they'll make life easy for you. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. 205-391-0034 to make that happen. With the casual golf shirts, they're well over $100 to the suits, to dresses, the dress shirts, whatever you need. Royal Cleaners is there to take care of you. If you want to drop off University Boulevard Bridge Avenue, Northport or 4851, Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, Royal Cleaners is where I go. Hopefully that's where you go. 205-391-0034. It's the Tide 100.9. see home of Alabama sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Wednesday morning. The risk for severe weather across West Alabama is increasing tomorrow. The Storm Prediction Center has now placed the entire area under an enhanced risk for severe weather. ABC 3340 meteorologist Taylor Sorello tells us that means we need to pay attention between noon and midnight tomorrow. There's a slight risk for counties east of I-65. Stay tuned to Operation Stormwatch and click on TuscaloosaThread.com for more updates. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on US 11 southbound near Prude Mill Road with minor delays. Lurling southbound, heavy on the bridge into downtown. It's raining. Slow down and be careful. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Towns of Nissan. $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Beware of tax refund shock. Choose Jackson Hewitt for 50% off and your guaranteed biggest refund. 50% off is a limited time offer for new clients filing at participating locations. Max value $200. Visit Jackson Hewitt. Took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy and very mild today. A few passing showers through tonight. The high today, 73. Tonight's low, 62. Tomorrow, mild and breezy thunderstorms by afternoon. Those storms could be strong to severe. The high at 73. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room, right up to the Alabama One Hotline. Go to www.alabama1.org for all their different products and services. He's with ESPN 106.7, The Drive, down in Auburn. Hope like every day on well, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6. Good morning, Bill Cameron. Good morning, Bill. Hey, Bill. Hey, Barry. Hey, Will. How are you guys? We're, We're good. doing okay. Doing good, good game last night. Yeah. Um, Coach Pearl, uh, you know, he said – I try to be honest with my team. I, I don't know that it was a must win, but when you look at the 
last three oh, games. Oh, he said it was a must win. Yeah, when you look at the last three games on their schedule, that's that's a that's murder's row uh, right there. So you got to beat the teams maybe you're supposed to beat, maybe – uh, so they got two bigger games coming up as well. Uh, knock it off. They need to knock off Vanderbilt. I can't remember the other team. But uh, how big of a win was that for uh, Auburn last night to get off the mat uh, after a tough loss on Saturday? Oh, it, it was very big. I, you know, I was. Uh, I thought it would be. I thought it'd be a much tougher matchup for Auburn. I mean, even though Missouri's Missouri's not very good defensively. Um, they're they're a team that uh, lives and lives and dies by the offense. I mean, they're one of the top scoring teams around, but they don't get after you defensively, and, and they gave Auburn way too much um, inside last night. But it was big. I, you know, I was worried about the team's state of mind. I mean, after I, I thought they'd played pretty well over the last five games, and only won one of them. They'd lost five out of six. Now, A and M. Uh, the first loss in the bunch, Auburn did not play well. But at, from the first half of the West Virginia game through Georgia, Tennessee, Texas A&M, and Alabama, Auburn played pretty well. They just couldn't close games out, and that is a big problem for them. But, yeah, I was concerned that, that this would be tough, and they might be you know, still licking their wounds after a short turnaround from the Alabama game. But, now they came out hot, and they never looked back. I mean, that game was a blowout from the, from the first couple of minutes. Yep, that. Um, I, I think uh, defensively they stay pretty consistent. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they may have some letdowns, but you you know even though they did lose those five games, the league at the top part is hard; the bottom part is not. Um, but um, they've got uh, you know uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Alabama. Uh, they got uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Alabama. Right side, which is a very difficult. I don't know who the schedule guy was been mad at or something, <laughs> but uh, I know Kentucky's not playing well, but they can beat you up there. You know, you know that. Sure. So I think it's a. I think it was a big win, as Barry's mentioned. You have because you know anything can happen in those three games. Oh yeah, you're right. I mean, you you sure uh, you can't you can't take anything for granted, and you, you'd better you know, you'd better take care of business while you can. Hey, a trip to Nashville's no piece of cake either. No, I right. that. Bandy's been playing much much better. I mean, yeah. you know, you look around and and yeah, they struggled a lot early on, but they're seven and six. They've got a chance. They've got a chance to win ten or eleven conference games. Look at their schedule. Yeah, they might that might hold true. Um, go ahead. Bill, we're talking Bill Cameron. What were your impressions of seeing Alabama up close uh, there? You know, it's uh, they've got four freshmen that obviously don't play like freshmen. And no. Miller, Clowney, Bradley, and then all of a sudden here's Rylan Griffin popping up here at the end of the year playing as well as he is. Uh, it's just amazing these guys are this tough to go into an environment like Auburn. Let's be honest. I mean, that was a tough environment to go into on Saturday, but these guys uh, play a lot older than what their number says uh, next to their name. Oh, you're absolutely right. You sure couldn't tell they were freshmen. They weren't, uh, you know, they, they didn't They didn't look phased at all. Nothing Nothing seemed to bother them uh, on Saturday. I mean, Griffin, I thought, was, was huge. I mean, Auburn, you know, Auburn's hanging in there doing everything they can. I thought, you know, I, obviously one of the keys was they didn't want, they didn't want Brandon to uh, to be beating him from the outside, and they gave up some things inside. But uh, but yeah, Ryan Griffin had a had a fantastic game. Jaden Bradley, he and Bradley were the guys that that really 
uh, of the freshman really, really hurt Auburn, I thought, on Saturday. And uh, obviously the inside game, I mean, um, man, when you, when, when you see any team that can hit 80-plus percent of their shots inside the three-point line, of course, most of them are right around the basket, but I, I thought that was uh, just, just phenomenal the way Alabama adjusted, you know, they they didn't beat Auburn really from three, and that's what Auburn's big concern had been. And then Auburn couldn't do anything inside. I thought a couple of huge keys in the ball game for Auburn. Janai Broom picking up a couple of quick early fouls, and he just looked tentative for the rest of the ball game. He he was not aggressive, um, and 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 at times he's let a foul or two get to him, and I thought that happened on Saturday. Uh, that and the fact that uh, Alan Flanagan and Katie Johnson have been playing better lately. Uh, Alabama deserves a lot of credit for this, but those guys were not factors at all, and uh, that that really led to uh, to the Tide being able to pull away late. Were you at the game, Bill? Oh yeah. So I wanted to ask you know you watch on TV and I watch on film, and it's kind of hard to tell like the size of people. But when you see Alabama in person, that length can overwhelm you, can't it? You are not kidding. I mean, <laughs> there. I mean, there is. It, it is something that's really, really difficult to deal with. And Auburn, Auburn has a problem with that anyway on the perimeter. But inside, I mean, you know, um, Betiaco and Clowney's length really, really bothered Janai Broom. I mean, Janai's not a. I mean, he's not a great leaper. He's he's a guy that. It's funny. He's sort of an overgrown forward. He's a guy, I believe he said he was like 6'2", but he was a sophomore in high school, and he's now 6'11". Um, so he's a guy that, that isn't a bad ball handler, but he's never had the great, he's never had that, uh, that, that, that great leaping, jumping ability, and, and uh, that was a big, big problem for him and for Auburn on, on Saturday. The other, the other thing, Jalen Williams has a really good first half. He picks up a couple of quick fouls in the second half, but I don't know that Jalen had a rebound, and that's that's something Auburn Auburn can't have that. Yeah, no. Johnson kid uh, got back to his old form, didn't he? Played a lot better. Oh yeah, yeah, he sure did last night. Absolutely, he did yeah. hit hit a few threes, and that's something. If he can get a little bit on track, that that'll be a huge lift for Auburn because that's that's the one thing they're missing. I mean, uh, Wendell's a pretty good point guard. I mean, you know, a lot of Auburn people are frustrated because he's had the ball in his hands at the end of games and, and hasn't made all the shots. But uh, you know he's been the only guy that really wanted the ball. I thought sometimes down the stretch, and Auburn's three, four, five. If Flanagan's playing okay, Jalen, uh, Janai Broom. I mean, they're they're uh, they're they're good enough to be able to play with with most people, and they'll get after you defensively. But yeah, they need Katie Johnson or somebody to step up uh, to give them give them that threat of a guy that can hit the three or take it to the hope, take it to the back. I I, uh, I don't want to change sports on you much, but I think I should. Oh, that's fine. Um, um, Mike Bobo is going to be the new offensive coordinator. Todd, Todd Munkin left. Um, already stuff in the papers about that was a, this is the biggest right. mistake they've ever made in the history of Georgia football in the last in the last few years. Of Georgia football. Um, what was the biggest uh, mistake? Uh, he was. What was the biggest he, mistake? High, promoting Bobo. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the deal is that uh, Harson let him go. But Harson was an offensive mind himself, and I never could. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't that. think. That I don't think. Confusing. Confusing. Oh, boy, I'm sorry. I, I, there are a lot. Yeah, there are a lot of Auburn people that are going. Oh boy, Georgia's going to struggle now. Uh, I think if you look back at it, Georgia's most prolific years offensively in the history of Georgia were when Mike Bobo was a quarterback. I mean, yeah. he he uh, 
Uh, he's going to go. He likes two backs. I mean, he what he wants to do is what Kirby wants to do. I think that's. I think that makes a lot of sense. I sure. think anybody who thinks that Georgia's going to struggle because Mike Bobo is going to be the offensive coordinator just from looking at what was going on at Auburn. First of all, compare the talent that was at Auburn to the talent that's at Georgia right now. But, yeah, you had a couple of offensive guys uh, clashing a little bit, Harson wanting Bobo to do things his way, and uh, Mike trying to accommodate that a little bit. Kirby's not going to mess with Mike Bobo. I mean, those guys are no. are extremely close. And now I think I don't I don't know that George is going to miss much of a beat. I don't know that he um, he might not do a couple some of the a few of the things that Todd Munkin did. Todd uh, will will pull an exotic uh, look or two every once in a while. But but no, Mike Bobo is a is a very solid, and I I think uh, I think. Uh, that that's a that makes perfect sense for him to be the next coordinator. Well, he can copy off Todd's paper. He can look and see what Todd did. But what does that say about uh, the state of college football? Here, here he is. Uh, they just won the national championship. Can't be money. Uh, I think these guys get tired. Maybe get, you get more time off. I guess in the NFL, is an NFL coordinator job better than the best coordinator job? Maybe in the country right now, uh, Bill. I yeah. Guess. Well, I mean, if you if you do, you you hit on a couple of huge points there, Barry. If you want time with your family, yeah. and you're not having to deal with NIL and the transfer portal, yeah. I mean, there's free agency in 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 the NFL, but there's free agency every year in college football. I mean, nobody has long term deals, no matter what you have, and you've got NIL. So if you're not crazy about, you know, there are a lot of coaches that that may not have loved recruiting, but now you've added NIL and the transfer portal in there. Uh, now, I think I think an opportunity to go to the NFL as a coordinator, will uh, that surely won't hurt him if he wants to be a head coach at either level. Uh, uh, when they go to 16 teams, there's been a rumor out that uh, now they have decided that they're going to have each team play two teams as your permanent rather than three. Uh, I would assume, and I'm not being a genius, I guess everybody would. I would assume that Auburn's will be Alabama and Georgia. Would you I would, that? yeah, it would have to be if you're only going to do two. So, Oof. what do you if Oof. if you do a two? <laughs> Does that make them so a good gonna, job? If that's your that's me. I brought it up. <laughs> well, if you only do two, how do you work the other the 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 other? Games. How many are you going to play? An eight or a nine game schedule? Nine. To do that. Nine. Nine. I think it's going to be three. All right. it. Well, yeah, because if you do two, then you're 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 rotating somebody like every. I don't know how you rotate that. A two seven doesn't work. Yeah, it's because be a three six. Three six. Yeah, because because it, that that leaves six other teams. Okay. But even if if it's three six. Is it fair to give Auburn, Georgia, and Alabama? Do you look at it or you just get worried about it because things change? But they're probably going to stay at the top of the – close to the top of the SEC. Is that fair to Auburn let those be two of their three, Bill? I think I think it's as fair as you can get as long really? as you try to balance everything out. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's up to Auburn to try to to try to lift its talent level and and compete there. I do think you sort of need to balance things out with who the third team is. Uh, I mean, I I, I sent Mark Womack my 
<laughs> with the, the day they announced that, that Oklahoma, well, not the day they announced, the next day after Oklahoma and Texas had been announced, I sent a note to the SEC office. I sent one to Mark, and I said, here am I. I think I sent you guys that, too, didn't I, way back when? Yeah. And I had had, um, you know, Alabama, Georgia, and I felt somebody along the lines of Mississippi State or Ole Miss as the third for, for Auburn. Uh, and I figured for Alabama it would be uh, Auburn, Tennessee, and LSU. Wow. I mean that's tough. Both of them. It, it's tough for it's tough for both of them. But but I think you try to balance things out as as best you can. What you could do is you could go in there. My feeling is if you have a three six, you go in there and here are your three and the six, and you do it. You go through a four year cycle where you're playing the same two, you, the same three teams every year and rotate the other 12 teams, you play them twice in four years. After four years, you can sort of do a reset, and if things aren't don't seem equitable, you can make adjustments. But I think I would think that would be the best way to try to do it, to be as fair as you could for everyone. For the better teams, sort of say, the, you know, with 16 teams, you're going to have a most likely the top eight and a bottom eight. Everybody in the top eight would play two teams in the top eight and one in the bottom eight. Every team in the bottom eight would play two in the bottom eight and one in the top eight, but you could always adjust. Yeah, um, I guess I would be maybe okay with it now that it's a 12-team playoff. If it's only a 14-team playoff, man. You t- oh, yeah, no, no, you're right. <laughs> if, if, it was, if it was a 14-team playoff, no, 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 nobody would be happy with this. Yeah, no doubt. All right, uh, do y'all laugh at Alabama fans, uh, Bill? Because now I'm not, not anymore, not much more than I do at Auburn. Fans. All right, so so <laughs> I remember want to talk to Dad about this. So I just go ahead and bring you in on the conversation. So I remember when Gene Stallings was here, and he was winning. They were playing a physical brand of football, and they won a national championship. But the scores were all low, and right. the Alabama fans said it was boring, and they wanted to throw the ball more. Now they've gone back to throwing. And so now they want to go back to the Gene Stallings days. So they think Tommy Reese now is going to be the next Gene Stallings coming here, and they're going to just call runs and be real physical. But I remember them criticizing Gene Stallings for that's all that they did. What are we doing here, uh, Bill? Uh, what are we doing? Well, the first the first time you're not perfect or don't win every game <laughs> or don't win a championship, yeah. then obviously something's got to change. I mean, look, let's let, let's face it, fans fans everywhere now they. They're you know less realistic at some places than there are other places. But fans everywhere want to win every ball game. They want you to score on every possession and pitch a shutout. Uh, if you do that, then they won't complain much and because every play wasn't a touchdown. And entertain them. They want you to entertain them. That's right. And play good games. Uh, Seth Greenberg was on yesterday. He said, uh, "Never listen to anyone that you wouldn't pick up the phone and call and ask their opinion. If, if somebody, if they're saying it on Twitter, whatever, don't even listen. Don't even look at oh, it. Don't listen at it. You are so right. <laughs> hey, let me tell you. Yeah, the thing is, I'm looking at. I'm, I'm seeing some people, and I'm going, call in and ask me this. I'm seeing people that are posting. No, that's not right. I don't want. I don't want Mississippi State, or I don't want Vandy. I want Auburn to play Alabama, Georgia, and Florida for their three. And I'm going. You're crazy. Yeah. You, you have, it's, it's like, we want the big games. Yeah, until you lose them. Yeah. Yeah. You want to play for a championship. Anyway, go ahead, Dad. Um, the non-conference schedule for Auburn is peaches, I think, to get this new coach off to a good start. But even with that said, he's done a good job recruiting, hasn't he? Yes, he has. He really has. The, the talent, I, I believe that Auburn right now – 
uh, is is in that next group after, uh, really after Alabama and Georgia. Um, I think they're they're competitive with with the next group in there talent wise. They've they've really upped it, uh, adding offensive and defensive linemen. Uh, now now we'll see you know we'll see how the things go at quarterback here this spring and see what they look at there. But I think the roster was was uh, in the bottom half of the SEC talent wise before recruiting before the transfer portal. I think it's nudged back into the upper half. Uh, I read an article on you probably read too. They interviewed John Cohen about the decision to hire Hugh Freeze, and he talked about the the depth mm-hmm. that they went into and all the people they interviewed. And he said, you know, you interview somebody here, then you interview somebody five hundred miles away, and the stories uh, completely match up a hundred percent. We knew it was gonna gonna get some flack for for hiring Coach Freeze, but I had to you know, go through the process and hire if he's the right fit, not worry about that. I think it took a lot of guts, to be quite honest with you, for John Cohen to do this. So it'd be every reason not to do it, but he really felt like that Hugh Freeze was the answer for Auburn. So he didn't care about what people thought. As long as all his uh, investigative stuff and research and all that panned out, I thought it's a gutsy move by John Cohen. Your thoughts, Bill, on him pulling the trigger on this hire? No, I agree, and, and and we had John on with us uh, yesterday on the drive. Didn't get into it that much because he had gone into such detail there on AL dot com. Yeah, but uh, but I agree. I mean, his his neck is out there, and he knows it for for making this hire. Um, but but I I I agree. I mean, the guy who appears to be the person who appeared and and definitely still appears to be the best fit for Auburn. Is Hugh Freeze? But if anything goes wrong, it's John's neck that's out there too. I mean, because he's the one that hired him, and he let everybody know that that he made this call. So, no, I agree with you, Barry. Yeah, that. I don't have anything else. I just uh, anything baseball wise we need to know. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, it starts starts Friday. It's going to be chilly. That's the way it always seems like it is. But uh, Joseph Gonzalez is back healthy. He'll get the start Friday night. Um, Auburn's got some bats. Uh, I've gotten a chance to see him a little bit, talk with Butch and the the assistants a few days ago, and uh, I don't think they're too terribly concerned about their ability to swing it. It's just how they, they fit the pitching in. I, yeah, they, they've got a uh, Indiana, um, a team they, they should be able to handle pretty easily here this weekend, but uh, uh, it's going to be a fun year. I think the entire SEC West has got a chance to make the postseason. Uh, yeah, they were announced uh, last night that the Alabama-Auburn baseball game here has already sold out the series. That's great. So, yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, so basketball's got it going. Football's got it going now, I think, in, in the big rivalry there. And, and it looks like baseball is heading that direction as well. Bill, tell everybody where they can find your great show down there each and every day. Yes, yeah, The Drive on ESPN 106.7. Uh, you can uh, check us online, ESPNAU.com or RadioAlabama.net. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to have you join in. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Bill. All right, guys. Have a great week. All right, there's Bill Cameron. and People texting me about what a great radio voice Bill has. He, he really does. All right, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys that uh, know the law, have been very, very successful. The number is three four five one two three four, and if you're in a situation where you somebody's come at you, or you want, you feel like you need to go after somebody, then these people can talk to you on the telephone. The number I gave you, 
and then go by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with him personally, and I think that you'll find, uh, Bob was on our show not long ago, you'll find that uh, they know what they're doing. So I would recommend that you go to Prince Glover and Hayes if you need help, 345-1234. And if you need help with your animal, then you need to certainly go by Constant Companion Animal Hospital at 150 Narrows Drive on 280. 635-0313. They're great people. They know what they're doing. They give you a high price. Uh, just tell them you heard on inside the locker room. Dr. Foster is very good. So uh, hopefully you can do that as well. And this is Tide 100.9. It's your home of Alabama sports. It's the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi. The Arts Council of Tuscaloosa will host an exhibit of works presented by the Alabama Blues Project. Four coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy and very mild today. A few passing showers through tonight. The high today, 73. Tonight's low, 62. Tomorrow, mild and breezy thunderstorms by afternoon. Those storms could be strong to severe. The high at 73. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Wayne's Pest Control serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from unwanted pests this winter. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call at 866-WAYNES-1. Get $60 off your initial pest control service. Um... That I know Coach Oates uh, is trying to downplay the number one ranking. And if I would do the same thing as I was him. He says it doesn't mean anything now. Uh, you want it to be seven weeks from now. I know Pat Murphy was home last night. He said, well, I'm going to say the things that Coach won't say. It does mean something. Uh, it's very hard to get to number one. And, you know, it was very complimentary of – Who's uh, Pat Murphy? He, he's the softball coach here at Alabama. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah he's very complimentary of what yeah. – Coach has done, and he he's been there, and he knows how difficult it is. So I think that's pretty nice for your other coaches to kind of come on. You try to kind of push the attention away a little bit, but uh, it is something you have to learn how to handle because you will get everybody's best shot when you got that one on you. Yep, you can't handle your opponent in their in their uh, in a mental preparation because they'll mentally be ready. Uh, they're playing the number one team in the nation, even though sometimes they're not the number one team. You know, not that Alabama's not, but you know, you played some teams that questionable number ones. Alabama's legit number one, I would think. So, I think anytime you use the word number one, you you get your team excited, and you can use that naturally 
as your assistant coach prepares the you know prepares your team x and o wise and play wise and how to guard so forth so on which we went went into a great deal and it you know it can mean a lot to you so i uh it's Playing number one is exciting for your opponent and for yourself. You have to be sharp and, and realize that uh, you're good and they're coming after you. Uh, Joe's too young. Joe, what year were you born in? Oh, Lord, don't ask him that. 1989. All right, so Joe's too good young. Creek, good creek. But, Dad, when Gene Stallings was here, even when he won the national championship, yeah. did, oh. were people complaining about oh. how they played offensively? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but now they're saying they want to play that. Joe, am I wrong? That's what everybody says. They want to get back a physical brand of football. I want to hit them in the mouth. They want to go back to caveman football. So that's what Gene Stallings did. And so we got away from that, and now they want to go back to that. Well, Gene was run, run, run. And then when you get through running, he runs some more. Well, that's what I hear about. Is that yeah. what we want to do now, Joe? They're saying that's what we want to do, right? That's what they say. <laughs> Who is they? See, I like that by uh, Seth Greenberg. Don't listen to anybody that you wouldn't pick up the phone and call and value their opinion. That's exactly how he said it. That's but, a great, great comment. Yeah. Uh, well, we got to run the ball. Tommy Reese is going to bring – Tommy Reese is 30. The he, caveman. He's going to bring back running the football, power running. And when Gene Stallings was here, that's boring. We're not scoring enough points. Uh, oh, that's going to be – if it if – it, flip-flops the way people say and people don't know and I don't either if it flip-flops from the a lot less pass because of the new wideouts they got that won't be good the transfer portal will be sitting there raising their hand people in, in it and then uh, the fans will be they're gonna have a hissy fit anyway everybody it just got through but bill just got through saying about almost saying what in the name of Pete did he hire uh, uh, Mike Bobo for you know we fired him, but but they they just they just they don't understand coaching football and basketball coaching football and is not an easy job. It's hard. Yeah, you look at uh, like Grantham uh, who left here. Now he's got a son here, guys. That's playing baseball for Shelton State, so he was right here going to get to watch his son play. Now, I don't know if Grantham was off the defensive coordinator job or not, but he chose to go on to New Orleans, maybe because of the negativity. So I think if you're a, as a fan base, sometimes you need to look in the mirror and check yourself. They don't zero in on you. The fans do not zero in on you when you're in the pros as much as an assistant. They yeah. just don't. They they go to the head coach and they nail him. Um, but they you know they zero in on you when you're when you're the assistant coach in college, but when because they know you and so forth. But they don't they don't quite zero in on you as much when you're in pros. All right, we'll take the break here and wrap up the show. Todd Palmer, my good friend, and he's got those first in Maine condos down in the historic district downtown Northport. Beautiful condos right there on the river walk in the historic district of downtown Northport. So you're close to all the shops, the restaurants there, right across the bridge, downtown Tuscaloosa. The locations act outstanding. Five minutes to the University of Alabama. Give them a call today. With one month free rent, if you tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room, 205-657-7465 or go to firstdomaincondos.com. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. 
It's a daily update on Bama Sports, and it's brought to you by Koneka Sausage, a true southern flavor since 1947, and the official smoked sausage of the Crimson Tide. Visit online at KonekaSausage.com. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Alabama, for the first time in 20 years, is ranked number one in the nation in men's basketball, according to the coaches and AP Top 25 polls. On Monday's edition of Hey Coach, presented by Alpha Insurance, head coach Nato shared how he learned the news that Alabama was number one. Uh, in practice, trying to get better. <laughs> there you go. So, and you just kept moving, right? Yeah. We're not going to stop practicing until they're number one. you got to figure out how to beat Tennessee. But it is nice for the program. It's nice for the players, really, to be honest with you. I mean, those guys are... They'll be able to tell everybody, you know, we were number one in the country in February. I mean, to me, it's different getting it in February halfway through conference play, two-thirds of the way through conference play, you know, rather than preseason or early in the year when there isn't a whole lot of a big body of work. So I'll have more in a moment. Favorite jeans, favorite shirt. Got Koneka sausage and I'm firing it up. Yeah, everybody knows that's how I get my grill on. You can smell that flavor up and down the road. It's a little taste of heaven and everybody knows. That's how I get my grill on. Kanaka sausage. It's just a little taste of heaven. Congratulations to Alabama women's basketball guard Brittany Davis, who has been named the SEC Co-Player of the Week, announced by the league office on Tuesday. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Kaneka Sausage. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on US 11 southbound near Prude Mill Road with minor delays. Lurling southbound heavy on the bridge into downtown. It's raining. Slow down and be careful. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Towns of Nissan. $2,000 off selected models. Interest rates as low as 0% and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. In a collision. Collision, easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation of the quality of legal services to be performed. It's greater than quality of legal services before. Welcome back to Inside Lockdown, Alabama 1-1 one, one together. You have financial goals, big goals, life goals. Maybe you want to buy that uh, first house or a bigger house to fit your growing family. Maybe you want to go to school or go back to school or send your kid to school. Maybe you're ready to start your career or maybe it's time to change careers. Maybe you dream about getting zero debt once again for all. Let Alabama 1 help you through all these different processes. If you need money, they'll... Sit down with they'll get you the proper loan for you. I love the people out there. Go by, sit down with them, start the process at the website www.alabama1.org. All right, uh, Dad, what does Alabama have to do to go 13 and 0 tonight in the SEC? Rebound, rebound, re- rebound is huge. I think rebounding is, means a lot of things. It means they're going to get second and third shots on the offensive rebounds. Uh, the putbacks, which are which are big, long arm kids, better better than Tennessee's. Uh, rebounding on the defensive end means that you get to break out and go with it and get cheap baskets on the other end that way. So I think uh, I think you know everybody's geared up to defend the three. I think rebounds 
get you a lot of twos, and you got to mix some threes in with it. So I would say rebound. All right, rebound. Joe, what's the key to win tonight for the Tide? Score more points. Score more points. Uh, get get the guy game up in the high numbers. Uh, there, I told Joe seventy seven. Then I want to go to seventy five. He wouldn't let me, but we'll see. Uh, I think it'll be a tough game for Alabama. I am picking Tennessee tonight, but hopefully. I'm wrong a lot. Hopefully, I'll be wrong again. All right, that's it for today's show. Keep it locked in for the Gary Harris Show. Gary will be in ready to roll. Then Joe Gaither with a cup of Joe from 11 to 12. Big noon sports from 12 to 2. And then Ryan Fowler will take you home from 2 to 4. Y'all got a post-game, I mean, pre-game show today? 2 to 4. 2 to 4. No, oh, so the pre-game show's at 4. Yes, sir. It went on at 4.30. 4.30. All right. Give us a tide 100.9. That's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.